We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my sweet, sweet friends. I'm so happy to be hanging out with you for a little while today on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. You know, I have to say, some of my very favorite things in the whole wide world are a sense of synchronicity and a connection to that something greater. Another very favorite thing is to have deep, authentic, heartfelt conversations with friends and the people that I interview here on Empower Radio. To me, Deep conversation, authentic, heartfelt conversation is the primary ingredient for happiness. And it's a solid foundation for fulfilling relationships. However, as I talk to some of my friends and my clients, they, they, talk, they talk to me like they don't know what I'm discussing. They don't understand what it is that I'm saying. And I believe that authentic, heartfelt conversation, synchronicity may be harder to experience these days because of technology. It seems to be all this modern day technology that's supposed to be helping us is also robbing us of our more intimate, important, and magical moments. Today, we're here with someone who has some powerful suggestions about how to ignite and reclaim more magic in our lives. And you know, I love this. Gina Close is an inspired entrepreneur, author, corporate speaker, coach, and performance leadership educator. Additionally, Gina is a wife, mother, and artist. For the last 30 years, she has successfully educated and coached thousands of people on a wide range of life challenges, including health, family, wealth, careers, and friendships. As the Vedic Master and Certified Instructor for the Chopra Center, Gina teaches meditation, yoga, and wellness. Gina also leads young entrepreneurs and leaders of tomorrow as an instructor for Draper University of Heroes and is a featured instructor on the ABC Family Start You Start Up You reality show. Gina has also been a lead facilitator for Anthony Robbins Foundation Making Strides program. And her new book entitled, What's Your Magical Moment? Disconnect to Reconnect with Real Life. Gina reminds us that amidst our hectic, fast-paced, demanding day-to-day lives, there are magical moments where we can find profound fulfillment, authentic intimacy, and true meaning. So Gina, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much, Tammy. So let's just start with this, Gina. What is a magical moment? How would you describe that? Oh, that's a great question. Well, let's first start by asking, can, can you remember a time feeling really frustrated by the demands of life? And, and as many people have said, ask themselves, wow, is this really what my life is all about? Seriously? And then And then there are those moments, those aha magical moments where you pause and say, ah, this is what life is all about. This is my life. You know, it's the pause. And despite living in this hectic, fast-paced, tech-focused, demanding world, there is real life where there's beauty and joy and inspiration. And it's all in your real life. And sometimes we just need to look up because as we know, tomorrow's not promised to anyone and our life is filled with moments, and yet they so quickly pass us by. That's true. And, and why do you believe, and it seems to me, that more people are missing those magical moments now than ever before? 
Well, it's so interesting because, you know, in my life, and I have five children, and my oldest is 31, I might be dating myself, but since they've been little, we um, share magical moments at meals and when we're together as a family, and it was easier. And then I've, over time, and over time, I've noticed that more and more people are connected to their cell phones. Just walk down the street. Look at how many people are looking down on their phones or go out to a meal. You'll see how many families or people on dates are on their cell phones. Or even more concerning to me is that the parents sometimes give their toddlers and their babies a tablet or a cell phone to appease them when they're fussing. And there's a new study out that says people over the age of 18 are involved in some sort of tech and connected to tech 11 or more hours a day. And considering we need eight hours of sleep or more, there's not a lot of time to experience real life. So my concern is that we're being so um, consumed by tech and tech's an important part of life. In fact, that's how we're connecting today. Mm-hmm. Yet it's not real life. And so that's why I wrote this book. I, you know, I go into some issues about how it affects our biology and our neurology and our life experience. And so I just want to remember, I want people to remember that your real life passes you by so quickly. Stop. And really, it sounds cliche, but stop and smell the roses. Look up. I love that because as you describe it, what I get a sense of is I call them like soul moments, those moments of being really congruent and aligned with that something greater, the winks from the universe and the synchronicity. And and I know you write about the magic of time alone. And it seems to me when I meditate and have that that puff of peace around me is what I notice more of them. Is that something that you suggest? Is that something that's important from your perspective? Well, I think there's a, 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 so many different ways to experience magical moments. There's, you know, t- and I believe time alone is becoming a thing of the past, unfortunately. I think that there are many people that who are uncomfortable with their own thoughts or the pleasure of their own company. Uh, you know, sitting, sitting on your own, most people just pick up the phone and, and check their text messages and their, you know, emails. And yet, time with yourself and really understanding and, and taking a look within. I love that the show is called Journey to the Center because when you pause and just enjoy the pleasure of your own company, you even close your eyes because I teach meditation as well. And just take a moment and appreciate the miracle and the magic of your body and your mind. Mm, and that so it, your heart is beating. Your heart is beating and you have to do nothing. Your body is, you're breathing and your thoughts and really just to be present with your thoughts and realize that your thoughts are not necessarily facts. They're just thoughts and being able to um, sometimes laugh at yourself or realize, gee, is this really what I'm thinking right now? And allowing that to be free in a safe and sacred place without that need and that pull to technology is so critical for your mind, body and your spirit health. And, you know, Tammy, I was just, you know, I'm so concerned because our society teaches us that to be happy, we have to do more, be more and have more. So we're constantly aiming for the next best thing. And instead of being fully present and that present moment awareness is where you'll find your real life. Mm-hmm. and where you can pause and find the meaning in your past experiences. But if we're quant- constantly striving for more, you'll miss it. Yeah, I and, totally agree, Gina. Yeah, and you know, the universe does give us those aha moments. They do, and you, but you have to be aware of them and be yeah. ready to capture them. Yeah, you got to be present. You got to be paying attention. And I do believe and agree with what you're saying. I think we either run from ourselves or to ourselves. And I think most people are running from themselves because it can be uncomfortable to sit 
and be quiet and be alone with ourselves. So it, there's a lot we can distract ourselves with, you know, and, and everything is so fast paced nowadays. So it's, it's uh, very easy and compelling to distract ourselves with a lot of the things that are available to us with technology and otherwise. So you had mentioned something a little bit before, and I'd love to hear um, some of your suggestions about this. Creating magical moments with family or maybe friends. Do you have any suggestions about how we can um, maybe start to implement some of these, these um, suggestions and possibilities? Oh, I absolutely do. I mean, I think that you know, with family, it's so important. And, you know, one of our readers, Brooke, she's a real estate professional from Chicago, mid 40s. She lives for her family. But here's the problem. And I'm sure it sounds familiar to a lot of people. Her two teens are fully connected to their cell phones and their video games. And she was reading through my book and there was the, the on families and she found the solution of just creating tech-free time. I know it sounds so simple, but as, as you know, adults and with our families, we have to lead the way. And you could, your first step could be as simple as having family meals and, and, and telling your family, hey, look, this is tech-free zone and we're going to be together. And then to have something to do during that time. So when you come to have a meal at our house, we go around the table and we ask everyone, hey, what's your magical moment? My kids have been doing it since they've been babies. And it can be anything. I mean, recently, and the story is actually in my book, my son's home from college. He's on a college basketball team. And he brought home another basketball player who was new to the school. And he, pretty quiet, very hard worker, hugely hard worker, but pretty quiet. Nobody knew a lot about him. And so we got to the table, around the table, and I said, hey, Austin, what's your magical moment? And he said, well, my magical moment was a week ago when I went to the airport to pick my father up after his tour of duty in Afghanistan. He's alive. And that makes me so happy because many of his friends aren't. And I can't think of a better magical moment than that, having my dad with me. And we would never have known that had we not asked the question. And, you know, we had another mom contact us after reading our book. She said, Gina, I asked my seven-year-old, hey, what's your magical moment? And he said, oh, that's easy. My magical moment is not getting bullied anymore at school. Mm. What? So you learn a lot about what's happening within someone in their mind and their body and their spirit by just asking a simple question. Yeah. What's your magical and, moment? Yeah. And, and what, as you're speaking of this, it's like these are definitely heart-based experiences. And then sharing those heart-based experiences really connect you on a much deeper level than just the, the mind. You know, you're not just talking about the weather or the surface things. And to me, that is really, oh my gosh, that's what makes life worth living, to be able to live from that, that heart space. So I, I love your message. I love your book. I love everything you're talking about here. I think it's so powerful. Well, and it's just that, that awareness. And I think it's what you um, share so much in your show. It's that journey with, within ourselves. I mean, we're so busy, caught in a whirlwind of tasks and to do, to do's that many people, their hearts are left empty. And they really do ask that question seriously. Is this what my life is about? And yet they don't have a path and a way to go to something deeper. And it's really, the path is within. It's not without. It's, it's within ourselves. And, and so taking time to really have time on your own or have time with your family or, or nature is such an important thing as well that mm -hmm. it's finding those moments. It's finding that time with yourself and asking yourself as simply as, hey, what's a magical moment in my life? And starting your journey with just a simple question, wherever you're at. 
Oh, I love that. You know, just get a magical moment journal or, or something and start to uh, pay attention because I think what we pay attention to expands. So yes. just to, to like pay attention, write it. And, and, and I think you invite more of that in. And again, you know, I think we can live from our mind or we can live from our heart. And the mind's a beautiful thing, but you want it to be in service, or at least I want my mind to be in service to my heart. I feel like that creates a much more fulfilling and satisfying life experience. Well, you're so right. And where focus goes, energy flows. Where yep. focus goes, energy flows. And so, so you know, re- it's so true. And where recently um, I was with a family and it was a tragic week that we were together. Um, it was the Harris family in California and they have three beautiful sons and they came to Southern California because their 26 year old son, Michael had been killed tragically in a boating accident. And he had just, um, received his psychotherapist license and started teaching at his alma mater. And, um, he was a school counselor there and he coached basketball, absolutely beloved in the community. And it was, Challenging. And, and, you know, I always tell people there's a gift or there's something in challenge too, but you have to ask the question. So after a couple of days of coordinating what to do, who to contact, I could, I watched the family with their phones and their tablets and in the midst of their grief, they're taking care of the tasks, which is so important. Also, I said, Hey, why don't we just put everything down and let us take you to the beach at sunset? So they dropped everything and, and their grief was so profound So we went to the beach and we created a a circle and I said, let's just close our eyes now and just breathe and feel Michael and feel the immense love that you feel for each other. And we were there for half an hour. They wrapped their arms around each other. They could hear, hear the ocean. They could see the sunset. They could, you know, feel their toes in the sand and connect to the earth. And they cried and it was a beautiful moment for them to really release their grief And they looked up and realized, and we were chatting about it after, and they said, wow, love transcends life. And that's such a gift to notice right now that our love for Michael and our love for each other transcends our physical bodies. And that's a gift that's going to carry us through. And it doesn't mean they're not going to cry and they're not going to miss him and that it's not a tragedy, but it means they found a moment of magic just in that pause in the midst of tragedy. And that's the biggest challenge is to find the magic in our challenging experiences as well. Mm. And I think that's what really empowers us because it is compelling to feel like a victim oh. and then get entrenched. Yeah. In, I, mean, I spent so many years there. Oh my gosh. You know, so I think that what you're saying is so valid and valuable and powerful. It's like, how can we um, use those moments and, and transcend those moments to get to that place of greater empowerment. So I think that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful story. Beautiful story. It, well, and we've all had moments of a victim. Why me? Can you really believe this is happening to me? I don't deserve this. We all have those moments. I certainly have had my share. And yet, you know, it's asking the right questions. You know, asking a why me question will take you down a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Instead of asking a question, I mean, the power of questions is amazing because, or you can ask the question is what would have to happen for me to have the life of my dreams? What would have to happen for me to, you know, move to the next level in my life or, or a different level? What would have to happen for me to find love right now or to feel love in this moment? And it's really asking those questions because as you said earlier, you know, where, where we are, fo- you know, where I say where focus goes, energy flows. And mm-hmm. it's really directing ourselves to a place that's within us. 
It's already it's so there. True. It's so true. And if you sit with the discomfort, like what you what you um, facilitate and what the people experience that that profound nugget of wisdom that dropped in because you created the space for it to come in, love transcends life. Oh my gosh. And if you're and not it, willing to go into the grief, that that wisdom could not have bubbled up from the heart. Well, and it's true. And it's such an amazing gift. I mean, you read about, you know, read about this family and I know them personally, and they are a family that embodies love. They are a family that really lives and breathes it with their adult children from the time they were babies. And if we remember love transcends life, how would having that belief and that that I call the maps in our mind, how much would our life change? You know, I think, you know, in our own minds, we have several maps that tell us what are right Mm -hmm. and what's right and what's wrong. And those direct us. And those aren't necessarily true. They're just created in our minds. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's so important to really take a moment of time with yourself to really notice your thoughts because your thoughts are not facts. They're just why I meditate to get beyond the mind, the heart, that still small voice. And meditation, it's it's so you're I'm so glad to hear that meditation is so important. And and I teach it at my retreats and in classes. But, you know, it's I also find it such a loaded term. When people hear the term meditation, they have sometimes can have that image of your legs crossed and you're emptying your mind and you're sitting still in a really uncomfortable position. And meditation doesn't have to be that. And there are so many types of meditation and you can meditate comfortably even just for a few moments, a few minutes to teach your body to be relaxed in an awake state. And it's that natural relaxation response that everyone has. And in our modern fast paced world, we are not conditioned to use it hardly ever. And so your meditation could be standing out, sitting outside or standing outside, just taking a few deep breaths. And if you're in a city and you don't have nature to look around, look up. I always say, you know, every day go outside and take, take five deep breaths, close your eyes and just be, just be, just be with your breath. Allow your thoughts to come and go. Even the crazy thoughts, because we all have them, just be and notice them, let them come, let them go. And meditation can be just a beautiful, a beautiful moment each day where you just take that time to just pause, a brief pause. So healthy. I know. I was doing it right now as you were speaking. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Five deep breaths. If you don't have time to take five deep breaths, you're you're probably going to have some challenges. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or, you know, I always say even at a dinner table, just before you eat, it's important to relax your body. It helps your digestion mm. to just even just take it, close your eyes and even imagine a sunset. You know, just imagine a a beautiful time in nature. Nature is so important. You know, Adi Shankara is an ancient Vedic philosopher, and he teaches us that our physical body is more than just what we have, you know, physically right within us. It includes our environment. It includes the environment around us because we're in constant interchange with our environment. We're breathing in and out oxygen. We're eating food. We're taking in a sensory experience from our environment. And it's no, and he'll teach that it's no, no, no um, surprise that under stress, we're drawn to nature because we're part and parcel of nature and our entire environment. You know, people are drawn to, to go to the ocean and, and sit. But what does the sound of the ocean mean? It means nothing 
other than it's just part of us? Or what does the, the feel of the warm sun on our body mean? Nothing but we're connected to it. Or the feel of rain or the sound of, of birds. It's calming. And why is that? It's calming because it's part of who we are. It's part of our physical world, part of our physical body. And so nature is such an important um, part of our life that unfortunately with our technology and technology is important. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying there has to be balance. Yes, It's balance. stepping away from that and reconnecting with the reality of our environment and our world, our real environment, our nature. Yes. And so, totally agree. yeah, taking that moment, realizing this is part of me. You know, and so environment is important. And if you if you live in an environment where you're closed in, you have technology all around you, you have fluorescent lights and you're in a box, it's very hard to make that connection. It's a real challenge. You just need well, to be I think conscious. that cultivates, that creates anxiety, you know, and I know uh, some of the worst, quote unquote, worst things that have happened to me have been because I was so anxious. I was off track. I was um, kind of disconnected from my heart and soul. That's when I have accidents or start to get sick or such, you know, so I think nature again is so important. I think the heart, I've been told the heartbeat of the earth is theta, the brainwave theta, beta is that busy monkey mind. But if we can go yes. into the theta state, we heal. So just being in nature, it kind of, we kind of connect and we entrain with that and it does reduce stress and anxiety. It's so helpful. It's so healing. So well, important. And- you're right. I mean, de- depression and anxiety is on the rise. It's no surprise. And mm-hmm. in our stressful society, our demanding stressful society, we trigger the stress response, that fight or flight response. And it's a biological response, technically designed, you know, ancient in years, you know, thousands of years ago, designed to protect us from a threat. And but we live, you know, in this modern day, we're living in that stressful state and we're conditioned to stay there. And, you know, what happens is millions of years ago when we're, we're chased by the saber toothed tiger, our survival was threatened and our body will instantly react. So our heart beats faster. Our blood pressure rises. Our digestive system is suppressed. Our immune system is suppressed. Our sugar levels increase. Even our sex and growth hormones are, are reduced. And, and yet in modern day, we don't have a saber-toothed tiger, but we have traffic and bills and job and family problems, yet it triggers the same physiological yes. response. And so no wonder anxiety and depression are on the rise or heart disease or digestive problems. I don't know how about you, but if you click on the TV, and I don't watch a lot of TV, but more often than not, I see um, medications for acid reflux because if mm. your digestion is suppressed, your body's going to produce more acid. And it's going to continue to produce more acid to digest the food. And yet you can drink all the green drinks you want and eat all the healthy salads you want. But if you're stressed and your digestion is suppressed, the food's just going to sit here and sit there and, and not digest. And more acid will be thrown into the mix. And, it's, and, and, it, and if your immunity is suppressed, you're going to get sick. And then we feel like we need some sort of medication to kind of calm us. Right. And, you know, I'm telling you, antidepressants, you see a bunch of those advertised or or sleeping pills and people wonder, why am I so depressed? Right. And why am I'm eating healthy? But why am I still sick? So while there's so many books on healthy eating and there's so many books on ways to exercise and lose weight. And yet I believe the magic ticket is is meditation because it creates in your body that natural relaxation response. And when you're there, your digestion is increased. 
your um, heart stabilizes, your even your sex hormones are increased. It's no wonder yes. infertility is on the rise and you're taking all these meds for Viagra and for sexual dysfunction because your sex hormones are suppressed when you're stressed. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a simple formula. Just begin your meditation and your body will normalize. And, and Oh my gosh, it's so true. I think if we live more from the heart and soul, everything else takes care of itself. <laughs> isn't that true? I mean, isn't that what you advocate and isn't that what your show's about? I mean, really having different tools and different wisdom to take you on that journey, that journey that is to the center of who we are. And it's yeah. so interesting to me that there's more focus on the other things. It's like the triad of health. I think it's important to eat healthy. I think it's important to exercise. And I think it's important to take care of our, our minds and our spirits. When you have all three, you know, I think you find peace and the That's joy right. that we all seek. And, and part of that journey, I mean, I think what's interesting about asking someone what's their magical moment, it gives people a pause. I'm always curious about people, how people react to that. I'm like, what's your magical moment? And some people say, wow, you know, I don't know. I thought, well, you've been in this world 50 years. Let's come up with one. You know, let's start with one. It was one of our readers, Bill, it was a very funny story. He's worked from, um, from Oregon, worked for the phone company for 20 years, was driving home, pulls into his driveway, exhausted, seriously exhausted, thinking, oh, I, my wife's going to want time with me and I need to spend time with my kids. And God, I'd like to just have a moment to myself and I've got paperwork to do. So he walks in the front door, head hung low, and plops on the couch and picks up what's your magical moment. And in the first chapter, he starts laughing out loud because one of the reflection questions in there is, hey, what are you working so hard for anyway? And he said, wow, well, I'm working so hard so I can have time with my wife. Time so I can have more kids. magical moments. I know, have fun with myself. I and know. I've been working 20 years to get to this place. So I can finally relax. Yeah, and All I... Right. I Gina, we're going to have to wrap up. So I want you to be able to do a quick shout out. Where can people get a hold of you and get your book? Oh, okay. Well, it's um, GinaClothes.com, G-I-N-A-K-L-O-E-S.com. And we'll be launching a Give a Magical Moment campaign for the holidays. So rather than giving more stuff, think about giving a magical moment to someone that you love. And you can download a free gift certificate on the, on the website and you can get my book there on Amazon. Thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. I wish I would have had you on longer. We need to have you come back because I feel like there's so much to discuss. Oh, there's so much magic to create. So, Gina, thank you, thank you, thank you to my listeners. I'm so honored to hang out with you. Come check out Tammy B. PhD. I want to hear from you. You have questions, suggestions, whatever you want to talk about. Let's connect from the heart. That's where the magic is. All right. God thank bless you. you. I love you. God on bless you, Tammy. Heart. Be thank well, you, my Gina. friend. I love you too. Talk to you again. Bye. Bye for now.